Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike, along with me, Dylan Godino, the editor-in-chief of LaughSpin.com. What's up, man? Not much, not much, Mike. How are how are you doing in your bad self? I'm awesome. I'm having a great time. Uh, we were talking a little bit about, you know, I'm recently a father, and she's just a freaking awesome kid. I can't, yeah. I can't ask for a better kid. Um, <laughs> and how, uh, and how old is she now? Going to be three months this week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She can ha- she can have her first beer. <laughs> I think it's about time, man. It's about time. Yeah, you start about, off slow with an IPA. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, this just popped into my mind only yeah. because when was the last? This has nothing to do with comedy, by the way. No but, problem. Uh, I don't care. Okay, it's fucking our podcast. Let's do it. When was the last time you went to like a a big concert, like at a an arena? Um, shit. I'm gonna say. December of not this past December, but the December before. Okay, and who was it? Uh, I believe we saw. Yeah, yeah, we saw fish at Madison Square Garden. Okay, I'm very unaccustomed to trying to acquire tickets to these big concerts because yeah. usually I'll the bands I listen to, I will go and pay twelve dollars at the door and go and go home and and such. I got you. So, but Faith No More, one of my all-time favorite bands, Ooh. just just announced they're doing two shows next month in New York, both sold out in like five seconds. Right. Then one of my other favorite bands, Refused, just announced two dates in New York and in Brooklyn. Hmm. Those sold out in 10 seconds. Right. Earlier this week, I find out Faith No More is touring with Refused. Whoa. And they're doing a show at Madison Square Garden. Now- do I want to go to Madison Square Garden to see a show? Absolutely not. It sounds <laughs> just like a horrible experience. But these are two of my favorite bands. I want to go see them. Pre-sale was today. Uh, as we record this, it's Wednesday. Pre-sale was today. I couldn't get any tickets. Is this ridiculous? Is this how it goes when you like popular music? Are you going? Is it like? Are you on? You're trying to get them on Ticketmaster? Yeah. Yeah. No. This is the thing now, man. It's all of the the stub hubs of the world buy them up. Yeah immediately prior to the general public even getting a shot at them and this was this was pre-sale yeah there's they're supposed to go on sale on friday it's wednesday right and this was pre-sale for anybody who got you know the uh, uh the code word on facebook or, or twitter from faith no more right and that's and that's what i assumed but i'm like nah that's probably not it it's it's you know don't be so cynical dylan but yeah but that but that's the deal they the only tickets that were available were like tickets way in nosebleed. It just wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. It's like that's now, such nowadays, bullshit. And, nowadays, dude, you need to know a guy. You li- right? Like, you literally exactly. need to know a guy to get tickets to a concert if you really want to go. Or you have to just wait and spend instead of fifty dollars on a ticket, like two hundred dollars right. on StubHub. I dude, I I've gone through the same thing. In fact, that's it's hysterical because like the last three concerts plus this one that I'm. Getting my wife tickets for for Mother's Day. Shh, that's a secret. Don't say anything. Okay. Shh. I, I got through a guy. I had to get through a guy. You can't just do it, you know, straight that's on the ridiculous. internet. Ridiculous. I know. That's so it's ridiculous. I've been. I, I, it's so ridiculous. 
and that is why, and I mean, I know this is, I'm stating the obvious, but that's like why Louis C.K. did what he did, you know, yeah. in 2011 or whatever year that was. There, there's how you the, bring comedy into it. I'm a professional here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but, you're absolutely right. That's why Louis C.K. and Aziz and, you know, all the, the top level guys are, in our eyes, giving it away for free, but they're not. They're doing yeah. it in uh, such a uh, much better way. Ugh. Terrible. Yeah. So I guess I just I won't be seeing unless you know somebody unless I find out somebody has tickets. You know a guy unless you know. Yeah. A guy. Exactly. Exactly. I might be able to help you. Actually. Really? Yeah. If the, the MSG show, right? You said. Yeah. When when is it? Uh, it's uh in August. It's a Wednesday in August, I believe. All right. August eighth, maybe some some shit like that. We'll we'll talk more after. it's the worst and refused by the way i don't know how many people listening are super familiar with refused but they're all they're so anti-capitalist that that's their entire thing is is anti-capitalism and this is this is what i'm dealing with to try to go see refused like is that the definition of irony i think so let's ask alanis morissette (laughs) anything Okay, so right. there, there we go. There's our four and a half minute tangent. Uh, I yes. apologize profusely no, to any of our hardcore listeners who just want to hear about comedy yeah. and all those people that are about to comment on the uh, the iTunes comment section about how this isn't a funny podcast. Right. I love it. I love those comments. Yeah, bring it on to the one of the top 200 podcasts on iTunes. <sighs> That's not funny at all. We're not fucking comedians. I'm so sorry. Everybody has been groomed to listen to comedy podcasts, to find his comedy podcasts as comedian just com- comedians yeah. jerking each other off. Uh, well, that's quite a segue because that's something I'd like to talk about really fast. Really? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Go for it. Let's do it. All right. Not the jerking off part, but mm. just a suggestion out there to those who are into comedy podcasts where it is comedians talking back and forth and yeah. jerking each other off, as Dylan put it. One that I listened to for the very first time and had an emotional experience to Okay, was the Pete Holmes, You Make It Weird? You Made It Weird? Yeah. He had Jay Moore as a guest. And yeah, you love Jay Moore. I do love Jay Moore. I was listening to uh, the conversation that they were having, and I guess one of the things that Pete Holmes does is at the end, he asks like a religious question, like you, you, what the guest's faith is like, and right. then like when's the hardest time you've ever laughed? Like, you know, very, very cool things, right? Jay Moore described a near-death experience yeah. that he encountered, and by the end of it, dude, I'm not even joking, it was getting a little misty in my car. Yeah. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Highly recommend it. Go out, listen to it right after you're done listening to us. Yeah, Pete. That's what Pete does. That's yeah. his That's his jam, dude. So cool. Yeah. Jay Moore is a very, very, very smart guy. He really yeah. is. Just listening to him talk on this, you just realize, wow, he's, it's not just quick wit. He is smart. He's a very polarizing figure in comedy, though. Yeah. Oh, why, absolutely. Why is that? Why do people dislike him so much? Because there's an essence of him that doesn't give a shit. So if he wants to talk shit about somebody because they're being a dick, he's gonna. And that offends yeah. a lot of people. He's somebody who's been accused of uh, stealing jokes, hasn't he? Um, Or am I making that up? I think he was involved in some kind of joke-stealing triangle. I think I remember hearing something about that. I thought something about SNL, no? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Look at you, you Jay Moore apologist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta represent Verona. 
I could have sworn it was had something to do with, with his time at SNL. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, you made it weird podcast on Nerdist, the Jay Moore interview. Awesome. Check out Nerdist.com. They need some help. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What a struggling organization Chris Hardwick has put together. That dude hustles. Fucking ramshackle piece of shit Nerdist.com. Ugh. <laughs> and In hey, case anybody's wondering, I'm joking. I'm fucking joking. I know. I know. Because <laughs> that'll be the next thing. Yeah. Minus two stars because of his Hardwick rant. Nobody can joke anymore. That's <laughs> that's another thing, which is a decent segue into... Decent segue into uh, someone being accused of joke stealing and getting a little bit of controversy because of Twitter. Of course, we're talking about Trevor Noah, who has yeah. been asked to be Jon Stewart's replacement on The Daily Show. It was an interesting pick, and yeah. it, then all of a sudden, a roller coaster hit, and now Russell Peters is getting in the mix. First of all, let, let me say this. Let's start at the beginning, I uh, guess. So they so they announced Trevor Noah, and if you don't know who Trevor Noah is, he is a South African comedian uh, who has found a lot of success basically everywhere in the world except for the States. And, right. and not to say he hasn't found success. Uh, obviously, he's on The Daily Show now. He is toured in the States. But in his home country in South Africa, he's like the Louis C.K. of South Africa. He's been on the cover of Rolling Stone in South Africa. He's won awards internationally in the UK and Australia, and he's killed it in in so many different countries. Right. A few months ago, he was brought on at The Daily Show. I thought the selection was a smart selection. Here you have a guy who's young, but not too young, who's worldly, who has a proven track record in other countries. Not that that always translates into success in America. Mm. You have a guy who has a, a strong point of view and experience not only knowing about politics, but living through very political times. He grew up during apartheid in South Africa with a, a black mother and a white father, mm. which was literally a crime. He's likable, or he was likable two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I still think he's likable. I thought it was a really good decision. A lot of people, you know, they were like, there were so many other people you could have picked. And a lot of people were talking, you know, about celebrities, you know, people like a Tina Fey or an Amy Poehler or a Louis C.K. or anybody like that. And mm. you got to throw those out the window immediately because this is his life. You have to get somebody who is going to be committed to this at least a decade. That's not to say The Daily Show is going to last another decade or that Trevor's going to last a decade, but you have to be prepared because The Daily Show is not something you just do for like two years as a stepping stone to something else. Like, this is it. This is the end. This is not a means to an end. This is a very important franchise in not only comedy, but in, in television. So like a Ricky Gervais or like an Eddie Izzard, I think would have done really well too but they they're not going to do this they're they're they don't like to be tied down so i think trevor i think he's a really good selection mm. but pretty much immediately after and i'm sure our listeners know about this as soon as he was named the successor to john stewart everybody started i guess going back into his old tweets to try to dig up some shit on him so as far back as 2009, people were reporting on, you know, some of the shit he said. So he wrote something like in, what was it, in 2011, he said, quote, oh, yeah, the weekend, people are going to get drunk and think that I'm sexy, end quote. And then it's 
it's quoted to fat chicks. Behind every successful rap billionaire is a double as rich Jewish man, whatever that means. So basically, in short, people are calling him sexist and racist. I don't know. I just I, I thought that was sort of unfair to kind of dig through things. I mean, these are just like terrible jokes. Mm. Like it's it's just like, you know, a 29 year old, a 28 year old, a 30-year-old comedian just trying to crack jokes and they just fell flat. I don't think it's indicative of him being a racist. But then, and he sort of defended himself a little bit, uh, and then Jon Stewart actually defended uh, Trevor Noah. So I want to play that. At the top of The Daily Show this week, he he sort of uh, defended Trevor Noah. And obviously we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, the big news uh, that you, I'm sure you all heard from, from last week. Uh, Seth Rollins won the WWE World Championship. <laughs> My nemesis. Respect, though, to Seth. That was a shrewd movie pulled, and I appreciate that. Also, uh, uh, they have hired a new Daily Show host, Mr. Trevor Noah, is going to be hosting the show. And I- I'm very excited about it. Uh, and, I- and I will say, I know there was a, a large kerfuffle uh, on uh, tweet, 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 tweet. Uh, but I can say this, uh, I think, without hesitation. Trevor Noah will earn your trust and respect. Or not. <laughs> Just as I earned your trust and respect. Or did not. <laughs> or sometimes earned it, and then lost it, and then kind of got it back, but then it was like, that guy, and then it was... Oh, that rally was so stupid. I'm never... No, oh, I hate him! Um, like, it kind of just goes that way. The, the only thing I, I would say is, I do hope you give him an opportunity to earn that trust and respect because my experience with him is that he is an incredibly uh, thoughtful and considerate and funny and smart uh, individual. And man, I, I think you, you give him that time and it's going to be well worth it. I, I'm excited for where he's going to take this thing. I'm going to set my DVR to finally, after 17 years, I'm going to record The Daily Show <laughs> when he takes over. And there you go. Jon Stewart on the top of The Daily Show. I feel like he must have had a conversation with Trevor before that. Yeah. That sort of went like, I am putting my reputation on the line. I swear to God, if you fuck up, I will murder you. Because <laughs> that is like a huge PR move to have Jon Stewart publicly defend trevor noah and then what what happened after that or actually during the news broke after that russell peters then was on a talk show in singapore and absolutely straight up called trevor noah a joke thief so i wanted to before we get to uh, the latest on that i wanted to uh, listen to that too all right here you go I wasn't even up for the gig. I really didn't care about the gig. <laughs> oh, come on. I did you, not. You, you really didn't want to be in the You really didn't. No. Do you know how much work that is? No, I didn't want that at all. Not, not, uh, and this is not jealousy speaking just because no. he's cute and skinnier than you? No. That's not, that, he's also a thief, but that's irrelevant. Um, oh, okay, well, that I can't let go. What do you mean by that? He's stolen material from... Uh, He's stolen material from myself. He's, you know, but whatever. That's his gig now. Congratulations. That's all I can say. It's not something I wanted. What? That's not borrowing. You don't borrow in this business. 
you, if you're on comedian, that's like stealing somebody's underwear and putting them on. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Yours I put on. But, uh. <laughs> well, you're way too kind. We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> but in all seriousness, so this was not something you wanted to do. No. Is it something that you ever would want to do? No, not that, because that's a political show. I'm not a political-minded guy. I would be, I would be the wrong guy for that show, 100%. That's Russell Peters' take on the whole thing now. Now he's, yes. now he's involved. Right. So Russell Peters calls him a joke thief. I posted something on Laughspin about it, and other people posted about it. Then Russell Peters backtracks and says that it was just a prank, which absolutely makes no sense. He said he started tweeting to Trevor. He, he said... OMG, I can't believe how gullible the media are. Next time I'll choose a less awkward time to prank you. Yeah, because what's funnier than accusing than one comedian accusing another comedian of being a joke thief? Just such bullshit. I think it's if Trevor knows a joke thief, fine. I think the way Russell Peters handled it was complete bullshit. And <laughs> I know it's I know it's bullshit because in 2013, Trevor Noah had to defend himself. Because as he said in the clip we just played, Russell says, oh, he stole from me. He stole from David Cow, who's another comedian who I guess accused Trevor of stealing. So in 2013, David Cow brought it up and Trevor had to defend himself there. He did this interview, this really long interview, and he kind of defended himself by saying, here's what he said. He said, look, fundamentally, this is something that comes with comedy. You've got to learn what comedy is. If you don't study your art form, you are prone to make mistakes in that world. Far too long in South Africa, comedy is such a small thing that people didn't understand the fundamentals, what it is, how it, how it runs. Nobody owns comedy. Nobody owns a premise. Nobody owns an idea. Comedy is your personal take on a thing. Like half the jokes young black comedians are doing in America right now, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy were doing 20 years ago. Uh, Chris Rock says it himself. He says, when I started comedy, I was basically a fake Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Everything has been done before. There's nothing new under the sun. And in South African comedy, there was a small group of guys. They were the forerunners of, of comedy. They were the guys who set things up. They're the guys who made it popular. Everyone had their little niche thing, and they fit and they fit perfectly. So one guy was doing the color jokes, and one guy was doing the political stuff, and one guy was doing the cerebral stuff, and one guy was doing the American stuff. But now when the market gets filled, with, filled up with more comedians, you don't own that thing anymore. This is what all the guys just didn't understand. They were like, no, that's mine. I'm the guy who tells the jokes about the government. And we're like, no, everyone tells jokes about government. David Cow, he even wrote on his DVD, I was the first person to do a Nelson Mandela impression. No, you weren't. There was a great comedian named Billy Prince who died as an unknown, and he was arguably one of the best comedians this country's ever produced. I don't know that this helps Trevor Noah's uh, case about not being uh, a joke thief. He didn't steal jokes. He basically performed the same premises hmm. of these comedians. I don't know. What do you What do you think about this this defense? It's it's <laughs> the sacred cow of joke stealing. Yeah. Okay. Everybody has to know that it's a wink and a nod and it's kind of an unwritten rule and it's kind of an unspoken thing that says, look, don't blatantly steal the exact joke that comes out of somebody else's mouth. Right. But we all know that there's all, only so many chords you can strum. There's right. only so many topics you can cover where magically our premises, ideas paths may cross you know what i mean right yep so i i think 
whenever somebody is blatantly coming out and screaming at the top of the hills, joke thief, joke thief, the reaction of everybody else is, oh, man, fuck that guy now. That guy sucks, you know, whatever. Right. But the reaction of most comedians, most other comedians that are not involved, they stay out of it. You don't hear a lot from other comedians, you know, coming to the defense one way or another. So when it does, it's always a big thing. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's more looked down upon to be, like I said, blasting it off the top of a mountain than to actually do it because I think everybody fucking does it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So Yeah, you think that, huh? I do. I do. Just ideas. Just simple ideas. Dude, airplane food jokes. Right. You know? Fucking uh, take my wife, please. I mean, how many times... <laughs> That that joke is an HBO special for some people. You know what I right. mean? Right. So, <laughs> so whatever. It's 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 there. Uh, right. So so and, that's and that's this that's the sense you get here that yeah he wasn't literally stealing jokes, but people that were doing sort of certain premises when these premises maybe weren't joked about in in South Africa. All of a sudden, <laughs> Trevor and a new crop of comedians were were kind of playing off those premises yeah mm. it would have been better for him to just not say anything who russell yes russell it would have been better if russell hadn't said anything right because i up. think it's it's right exactly like you said i think it says more about russell's personality yeah. uh than trevor's i mean it was apropos of nothing i get that they were talking about trevor noah and yeah, where did you know, it come from? It was it was so <laughs> it was so. Hey, would did you ever want a job at the Daily Show? No, Trevor knows a thief. Why I mean, bring it up? Why he was so quick to just jump at it? You know, it, it was weird. She's the interviewer said something strange right before that, and I think maybe he felt defensive. She's like <laughs> half jokingly said, "You say you don't want the show, but is that just jealousy talking? You know, because he's better looking and thinner than you." Oh, ow! And ow. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something <laughs> preceded. <laughs> all all of that discussion I, I have no idea i didn't see the entire video i admit i i didn't see the entire interview i admit so she maybe they were t- she maybe- did proceeded to refer to him as fat and ugly the entire rest of the interview <laughs> hey fat and ugly what do you think of this so yeah so basically it was in response to that that he was like yeah he's better looking and thinner he's also a, a fucking joke thief yeah still still it was a little unprovoked i i thought Right, right. and you know what? Fucking commit to it and own it. Right. Like, don't... Really? You're going to go on Twitter and say it was a prank? It wasn't a fucking prank. JK, guys. JK, LOL. <laughs> now, question, though. You come from this world a little bit. Do you think that's him talking, or do you think that's his agent or somebody getting wind I of think it, talking? I think it's his fucking agent. I think it's somebody at Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. I, I, I It's one or both of those. It's either... Comedy Central saying, "What the fuck do you think you're doing?" Right. Oh, you got a little, you got a little back in our boy conspiracy going on with Comedy Central type of thing, huh? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, this is their, this is their franchise. This is their Breaking Bad. You know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you know, who knows? Or maybe it was Russell who thought, "Oh shit, I really maybe shouldn't have said that." Mm. Maybe he he reached out to Trevor and said, "Hey." I'm going to write on Twitter that I was just pranking you, and then you can respond to that. Hope that works. <laughs> Hope that works, because I feel like Russell was acting like a baby, 
and then thought about it and said, oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, I, I don't know. It's so exhausting. Mm, <laughs> it is. It's very exhausting. Okay, so we we talked a little bit about that whole part of it. But then, real quick, I just want to go back to the beginning here and mention about how you thought this was a, a very smart pick. Actually, you made some great points in the beginning there about him being a world traveler and a little bit it's like we're appointing a president you know he's a little bit he's he's well versed in foreign affairs you know that's it's right like, it's this kind of this kind of mentality i like that that's a very good point however i think the problem that most people were having was that the daily Sh- john stewart embodied a very interesting duality he was a comedian first yeah and came into that show as a comedian, and if I remember correctly, he you know he came in straight off of MTV's boat doing the Jon Stewart show, which I think was like ninety two, ninety three ish. He came in as a a semi successful talk show host. Yeah, right, right. So he then brought that show from the sixties Batman and Robin that was the Craig Kilborn show and made it a little bit more serious, took a, took a right turn and made it a little bit more serious to, to actually talk about world issues and not just uh, make fun of them. Um, but in the process he was making fun of them and, but in a smarter way. So I think it's, he's just so interesting because people don't really seriously consider him a politician, but yet they look to him for the news. So there's like, the comedian side and now this journalist side right that has kind of come out now and there's is a really interesting balance so to find somebody to replace him yeah trevor knows actually has a lot of those qualities he can he can balance those two things do you think it's a it's a we don't really know who he is at all and we're kind of we're kind of expecting a what john stewart level is as notoriety is concerned, you know yeah, what I, mean? I, I, I think people are fucking ridiculous. I really, yeah. I really do. I'm so sick, and this is part of the reason why I couldn't even do a show last week. We planned on doing it, and I said, I, I just cannot fucking, I can't do it because there's so much information out there, and mm. it's so impossible to keep up with everybody's stupid opinions <laughs> and everything else. So they announce nobody as as a whole people on the internet would not have been happy with fucking anybody. Yeah. They're not going to be happy with anybody. Trevor Noah, oh my god. Like like and I found myself responding to people on Facebook like am I a fucking idiot or right. what? Why am I engaging these fucking idiots? <laughs> people were saying stuff like that's not going to do much for audience retention. Mm. What? Yeah, it's not. In the very beginning is Trevor Noah going to retain the level of John Stewart's audience? No, it's a fucking invest. It's an investment. Mm. Okay, if you wanted to retain the audience right off the bat, you would just get some. You would get like Russell Brand or somebody who 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 has a big name and a huge following in America that could maintain the numbers for John Stewart. But in the long run, it might not work out. It might not work out, and I'm yeah. so sick of people not having the forethought to to understand this, or or I'm sick of people making believe they don't have have, have the forethought, you know, to understand this. I sometimes think people act way more stupid than they than they really are, just because it's entertaining to them. <laughs> You know, and then somebody else made a comment on Facebook. And again, I know I'm an idiot for even giving credence to just, you know, people, uh, you know, commenting on Facebook. But it was like, oh, they're taking a big chance. Oh, really? Are they? 
Are they taking a big chance with Trevor Noah? You mean Trevor Noah is not a 100% sure bet? (laughs) It's not absolutely 100% going to be a success? Who would be? Who would be a sure bet 100%? You know who would be? John Oliver. He is the only one. He is the only one where it would have been a 100% success. Because he's proven himself on the show. People love him. He's hosted the show before when Jon Stewart was absent over the summer. But he's got his own show, and that show's doing really well. So short of John Oliver doing it, who would everybody have want who who would everybody be happy with? Nobody. The answer is fucking nobody. And everybody needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> because on paper, Trevor Noah, he, he's an excellent pick. And I went through all these things, a good pick on the Laughspin Facebook page, and somebody commented, I, I didn't see you mention the, the word funny anywhere, meaning I didn't say he was funny. I said, you know, he's multicultural, he's worldly, he's smart, he's likable, he's good looking, because like it or not, that fucking matters. I'm looking at this from a business perspective. Does he work in this business? Mm. And he does. Of course he's funny. Like, But the other thing is, you don't have to be all that funny to be a great host of The Daily Show, Yeah. okay? If the writers all fucking leave, then yeah, you know, he's in trouble. And anybody would be in trouble if the entire writing staff left The Daily Show. Right. When Jon Stewart joined, and this is another thing people do not remember. When Jon Stewart joined The Daily Show, I was crushed. Looking back on it, I I feel like an idiot, but I loved Craig Kilborn's Daily Show. I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> really yes yes i thought it was funny there was nothing there was nothing like it on tv i thought yeah. it was really funny and when they replaced him with john stewart i was pissed off <laughs> because at the time john stewart was not a success he wasn't a huge success no nah. he was an okay stand-up comedian he was uh, and guess yeah. what and guess what everybody he's still an okay stand-up comedian right he's not an amazing stand-up what he's amazing at is doing the daily show he is amazing at that. So people tend to forget that. Jon Stewart was never a an amazing stand-up comedian. He was never an incredible stand-up comedian uh, joke writer. Mm. He was a host of a little, you know, no-budget talk show. He had to prove himself as well. And he's become what he what he is today after 17 years of hosting The Daily Show. So I'm not saying Trevor Noah is perfect. I'm not saying he's an angel. But I am saying Comedy Central choosing Trevor Noah to host The Daily Show makes perfect fucking sense. If you can't see that, then you are just full of hatred and just love the idea of being outraged over just about fucking anything. (laughs) Strong words from a bearded man. Yeah. (laughs) What What else can I say? Well... You have convinced me, sir. You know, uh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have. You bring up really good points. How is anybody going to dispute anything that you just said? Are you kidding me? Uh, There'll be there'll be a million reasons. Yeah, there'll be people will come up with people that should have you know should have hosted the Daily Show as opposed to Trevor Noah. My other pick, by the way, was Al Madrigal. That's a good one. I thought because again on paper. Not that any of this matters, but uh, so I'll just leave it at that. On on paper, Al Madrigal would have would have also done a good job. This is this is like the 
equivalent of your favorite sports team, you know, cultivating the farm team rather than going for the big free agent signing. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Because this is this is long run shit. This isn't somebody hosting an award show. Right. You know, this isn't, you know, trying to find the flavor of the week to, to host the Golden Globes or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever to get so that you can get ratings for one time. And then, you know, you're in and then you're out like right. this is this is slow burn. This is an investment. Investments typically are you pick a, a an entity that is going to make you money in the long run and if it makes you money in the short term great but if not that's not what we're worried about we're worried about the the long run i mean comedy central i mean they have created this franchise and they need this franchise to keep going and it's not going to keep going with russell brand or with tina fey or amy poehler or I don't even know who else was, you know, listed or Craig Ferguson or whatever. You can't just pluck out like a huge name or just go to some other guy who's hosted his own show before and say, well, he's a, he's a talk show host or Chelsea Handler. He's, that's another person who was thrown around. But really? Chelsea Handler to do the Daily Show? It's just ridiculous. Mm. Well... I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I'm interested in seeing where uh, Trevor Noah takes it. Much like Jon Stewart, though. Jon Stewart also kind of convinced me a little bit because I am interested to see how the show continues without Jon. Um, yeah. So, all right. I think uh, I think we're good for this week. We talked <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. All right. Go ahead. Give yourself your plugs. Guys, thank you for listening uh, to me spouting off. <laughs> uh, I hope I didn't offend anybody. But uh, do uh, do follow us on the Twitter at LaughSpinCom, and we're on the Facebook. If you'd like to email me, please do so. I'm at Dylan at LaughSpin.com. If you don't know how to spell Dylan, God help you. <laughs> God help you. There are still people in this world that I guess have never seen Bob Dylan's name in, in print. But uh Usually I spell my name out for people, but I'm not going to do it this time. No. <laughs> You're just going to do a longer explanation? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Mike, how do you spell your name? <laughs> let's get to the... Let's get the brass tacks here. M-I- how do you spell your... M-I? M-I-K-E. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Get it up. Mm. All right. <laughs> let's get out of here. Uh, we'll see you next time on Last Spin Podcast. See ya.